What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the CEO Hot Seat. Today, we've got a special guest, Jason, with Quartermaster Properties and also the mayor of Campobello. How you doing, Jason? Hey, Chris. How are you? Doing good, man. Good. Pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you for having Give me. Give us a little background on kind of like, I guess, what got you into being a mayor and then also what kind of got you into being a business owner? Like, what what started the process of Oof. the entrepreneur journey? It was, uh, it, it's been a journey. There's no doubt about it. If I knew where I was going to go then and where I am now, uh, wow. I don't know if I'd do it all over again because <laughs> it's definitely a windy road. But if, I'm telling you, on this side of it, as far as that we've come building the business, it is we're at the enjoyable part of it. For sure. You know, it's a lot of work put in. Um, so I was in the Air Force for 23 years Okay. in Charleston, and my sister had started dating a guy named Lewis Hendricks, and he had a vacation rental on Folly Beach. It was about 4,000 square foot, and he lived here in Greer. And so he's like, hey, man, I'm doing this vacation rental on my own. I just need some boots on the ground. I just need somebody coming through this property, checking on it, uh, and seeing what's going on. He said, you, you know, I'll pay you 50 bucks a month. I was like, okay, well, 50 bucks a month, that, you know, that, that works for, sure, yeah. for something. I get to use this great house in the wintertime, you know, which is like right on the beach. So that, that was pretty awesome. So I did that, and we did a lot of offshore fishing together. And we were offshore fishing one day, and he's kind of an entrepreneur himself. Um, he started at G as a welder and ended up in the outside sales, and, and now he's done very well for himself, sold several businesses. So he's, he's like, hey, Jason, you know, you could start a property management business, and you could do pretty good. And I'm like, I work on airplanes, you know? Yeah. I'm an aircraft mechanic in the Air Force. Yeah. I can't see myself doing that. So I did, you know, took care of his house for about six months, six months, eight months, eight months. And then um, opened up Quartermaster Properties in 2008, the worst possible time. Oh, wow. <laughs> in real estate, I'm sure everybody has a story. Um, well, if you're going to start, I guess that's the time to start, right? Because if you can make it through that, you can really make it through anything, huh? Well, the, the great thing about it was I was still working on airplanes. And you didn't yeah. stand to lose much business, right? So No, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any. I have one house, you know, 50 bucks a month. <laughs> so, uh, so we started it. I started it, and... Um, and he didn't really do much for you know several years, just struggling trying to trying to figure out how to how to grow it, and, you know. And my focus wasn't 100 percent on it because I was still working on airplanes. I was still in the Air Force, and so in the back of my mind, I'm always trying to figure out you know how how am I ever going to transition from you know I got an income working on airplanes and I'm going to start this business. How am I ever going to transition to do this full time? Yeah. How is that going to work? Yeah. You know, scary thought, right? Like everything's dependent on you getting out there and selling at that point. You're going to have to jump. Yeah. Like you're going to have to jump on it and, and figure it out. You know, I got bills to pay. I got things to take care of. And gosh, that's scary. 100%. Yeah. So um, in 2012, my mom joined our company and we, we became partners. And it kind of led me down a road of uh, technology because she's a very techie person. Um, and That's then, pretty cool how, like, the ro the roles were reversed, right? Because usually the younger generation is, like, the techie side. and She's so techie, and I'm not. You've got an iPhone, <laughs> and you got a flip phone. <laughs> I had a flip phone in 2003. I still had a flip phone. But, um, but I love people. You know, yeah. I, I love connecting with people, love talking to people. And so it, I'm just not that techie at all. But she picked that up, you know, got all the uh, software we needed in place. And um, and I kind of drove the train with, with talking to people. And um, I went through a divorce when I was 35. And then I had to kind of move up this way to Greenville and 
forced me to quit my job in the Air Force. And I did. And I moved up here and I had nothing. I had no income. And I literally just sat around trying to figure out how to grow my business. And and that was in 2015. Yeah. And it was tough. I mean, I sold everything I had just to be able to buy a house up there, up here in Spartanburg. And literally grew it one house at a time, one house at a time, and just kind of scrapped and just got some grit and figured it out. I had to. That's awesome. I didn't have another choice. Yeah. So God pretty much just said, hey, you're done in Charleston. Get your butt up to the upstate. And that was the, the jump-off point for me where I you know, I quit working on airplanes, and heck, now I'm in real estate. <clears throat> That's crazy. So, yeah. so when when you moved from the Charleston to Greenville, is that when you really devoted all your time to quartermaster properties? I did. I, I did because I didn't have again like my income was a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you know, I just I had nothing, and um, you know, I, I needed to, I needed to make something happen. And I, I'm the not to pat myself on the back or anything, but I'm the kind of person that I may not figure it out as fast as everybody else, but I'm going to figure it out for sure. It's going to happen. And and it, it may take me a little bit longer than everybody else, but I guarantee you, I will find a way. And that's kind of how I got to where I'm at today. I mean, just a lot of grit, a lot of failures. You know, you'll have a lot more failures than success. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 enjoying the success now. It's fun to hear you talk about the dynamic of like I'm just a people person because 100% I would align with that. Like right. I I met, I met you and was like, I mean just one or two interactions. I'm like, that's my buddy Jason. You're like, drop everything, <laughs> take care of this dude. Like he's just, you're just very good with like interacting with people. And like, Thank I you. felt like this had like instant, like friendship with you. And like, Thank you. um, so, you know, hundred, like you hit the nail on the head there. So, you know, but then that, that tenacity of like being forced, I feel like everybody hits a point to where like, if, if, if you're called to do something like in a, in an entrepreneurial spirit or whatever, like it, it just, it's going to happen whether you jump out, or you get thrown out, right? You get, right. You, it's going to happen. And then that, like, that's the fires that forge you. You know what I mean? Right. So you're 35, you're in a brand new market. You've got a company that your mom's 50, 50 partner in. Like I, it sounds like a recipe for disaster and right. like, yet you made it work. So like, right. I, it's intriguing, man. So talk about that 2015, you're in Greenville, you start growing it one by one by one, like, mm-hmm. and then in the, and then you guys kind of expanded out of just doing property management to doing all kinds of different things inside of that. Right. So, right. So, uh, my dad was a broker with Keller Williams. And so we, we would do the property management and then we would have somebody that wanted to sell their house. So we'd give it to him to sell, which means Keller Williams got the split right. of that money. And I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. We're giving you <laughs> the property to sell. And Keller Williams is getting a cut of that. That doesn't seem right to me. So why don't you bring your brokerage license over to us and then we'll start doing sales. And, you know, He's prior Navy, uh, and so he was a little bit nervous about that, taking that jump, because there's so much liability in that. Right. And I was like, <laughs> I'm always in the field of daisies, so my wife says I'm always going through the, flower, the, the field of flowers. But I was like, there's risk in everything, you know, everything. And I'm all about a risk. Like, yeah. I'm going to weigh the benefits in, in, in the risk, but if there was any benefit that maybe hit a home run, I'm going to take it. You know, so I got him to move his, his license over to us. And then I worked under him for three years and I ended up getting my, my uh, broker's license. But, but yeah, that was kind of that transition to selling 
was great because we have investors that want to buy, you know, investment homes. Uh, a lot of real estate agents don't know the rental side of things. Um, and so we bring that to the table where, you know, we can share with them, hey, this is how your property will perform when you buy it as an investment property. So that's awesome. It's kind of all in-house, like a yes. stop shop for mm-hmm. investors. Is yeah. that kind of where y'all's main focus is, is for investors or? No, I mean, we, we're trying to, we try to service everybody. We try to service everybody for yeah. sure. Um, investors definitely are a heavy hitter because we have that property management side of the business, but we yeah. try to service everybody. Nice. Are you still pouring into the property management side? Like, is that, is that still like an active part of it? I mean, yeah, so we kind of look at property management as it feeds sales. Right. Um, being a little bit smaller company than let's say Keller Williams Century 21s, and they have this huge, huge marketing budget where they can just dump money into marketing, and we just don't have that. Right. So we use our property management side of things to kind of boost our sales, which works really good. Guerrilla awesome. marketing, man. Yeah, I love guerrilla marketing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Nothing beats it. So what kind of was like a pivotal moment where you realized, oh, oh I got something, like at, after the 2015 mark, like, is there like a, a certain instance where like you just kind of clicked and you're like, oh, we got this now? You know, you always have these turn back moments, right? Yeah. So you look back and like, what was that turn back moment where things just kind of clicked like you're talking about? Yeah. So when I moved up here in 2015, you know, I, I went back to school um, thinking in my mind that I needed a college degree to be successful. <clears throat> And I should have paid attention to Lewis, who had the beach house on Folly Beach. Never had a, never had any kind of formal education. He's just a welder, you know. Yeah. And my wife came up to me, who has a master's degree, and she's a school teacher, and she said, "Why are you going to school?" And this is person has got a master's degree. I'm like, I mean, you're all about education. You teach it, and you're telling me why am I in school? Why am I in school? Yeah. She's like, you have a successful business, and I'm looking at my numbers, thinking, this is this is not as successful as I want to be. You know, so I, I really took her advice and I just, I quit college. I was, I, she was correct. I had a successful business. Yeah. Just hadn't realized yet. You know, yeah. you know, a lot of people will quit right before the blessing. For sure. So I was just, I'm all in like, okay, I will quit college and you're right. And so that's what I did. And I, in my brain, you know, you're always told in, in, in school, even my parents said, you know, you really need a college degree. Yeah. You really do. And I didn't. Yeah, I, but you, you hear that information, then you get imposter syndrome, right? Like, yeah. I've got a business I'm supposed to be sitting on. I'm CEO. I'm running the show. Right. And like, and I, who am I? You know? And then, so yeah, like 100%, man, you get imposter syndrome. Like, like you have to. I mean, if you, everyone, even now in my life, like there's days I wake up, Feeling like 100%, like I, I'm not qualified to do this. Right. And, uh, it, but you you, know. you, so you have some f- maybe fear, right? Yeah, 100%. Everybody does, right? Yep. But you, you just keep on pushing forward. You, you recognize the fear, but you keep going. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the, what a difference in like a successful entrepreneur and like somebody that's just not cut out for it, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody that just needs to stick to the normal path because, you know, like you said, like there's all this risk and you have to be kind of, uh, risk driven, right? No risk, no reward. Right, for sure. To follow up with that turnback moment, you know, we ended up buying this um, this house in Greer. It was the Griffin House in Greer, and we turned it to light commercial. Well, the the guy that grew up there, his name is Hank Griffin, and he stopped in one day. I didn't know he was coming. He knocked on the door, and I was like, who the heck is that? And I'm there by myself, and he walks in, and we got to talking, and he's like, Jason, I've been all over the world, and I've studied all over the world, 
and I'm telling you, you do not need a college degree. You don't. And I'm like, this guy who's like 80 years old, he's been all over the world studying, and he's telling me that I, I don't need a college degree. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of self-confidence, but when somebody else tells you that and they see that in you, it is it's humbling, first of all. For sure. And exciting. Like, oh, wow, they see something in me that maybe I have a hard time seeing it at times. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So... That's that's the cool feeling too. It's like somebody noticing from from a distance, like you got something special. Like right. Believe in yourself. Right. Uh, and I think it's like not to get misconstrued either. It's like don't invest in knowledge, right? It's just know where to invest the in knowledge. Like how much money did you spend in college that you could have took to you know some real estate seminars and learn how to actually grow something that you're actually working on, right? So here's another thing. So you look at real estate. You mentioned real estate sales. Yeah. How many realtors have college degrees? Yeah. Probably very few. A, a, actually, a, a lot, lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. A lot of them have yeah. real have, but they never use it. Right. Like yeah. you, a college degree is great. Yeah. <clears throat> but my dream is is greater. Right. Yeah. My oh, my dream so. of where I want to go is greater than my college degree. Absolutely. And just because you got a college degree doesn't make mean you're going to get out making bukus of money. Like my wife, she has a, a bachelor's degree from College of Charleston. She was making when we first met 17 bucks an hour. Right. So she just went to school for four years and. $75,000 in student debt to make 17 bucks an hour. Like doesn't make much sense. It doesn't mm-hmm. add up. Um, but it's not, I mean, being CEO of companies is not, it's not for everybody. For sure. You know, absolutely not. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's more, more so not really what you know, it's how, how can you like construct a team that is better than you and, and carry out your vision, right? Correct. Like you're just a visionary. Yeah. Right. You got to be the dumbest guy in the room most of the time. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and if I don't know, I'll just find someone who does. Right. And uh, the chances are that, like, uh, I've got a cousin who I think the world of. He is hands down the most intelligent person I have ever met, person to person, in my entire life. I mean, all through, I mean, we're the same age. We were, we graduated the same year. We went to two different high schools. And, um, you know, he, he is just insanely intelligent. And we were in similar career paths. And both of us were very interested in engineering. Both of us were very good at math. He was just good at all the other stuff too. And uh, we, we both got into doing uh, computer-aided drafting and stuff in high school. And I got immersed in it. And it was more the art side, though, that made me really good at that. And he, he did not have that. Um, his was very technical. And so I remember straight out of high school, we both went, uh, our senior years, we both went and interviewed for a job in Spartanburg working for a fire truck company. We were going to draw fire truck bodies. <laughs> and uh, and that, it was going to count as school credit. So it was like a cooperative program. And he went and interviewed, and I went and interviewed, and we were the final two. And I was nice. like, I remember thinking, like, I don't stand a chance. You know what I mean? If, if they got to pick between me and him, and then I got the job. And it was like this shift <laughs> where I realized, like, I have something he doesn't, and it's like this je ne sais quoi, right? Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, there's a piece of me that's got that grit to it where I will take risks where he's going to calculate it and go, not worth the risk. Yeah. And so that's it. Me and him joke about it now, like over beers, like, you know, like he's like, you, you just jumped off the cliff and I'm still over here doing calculations, you know? And, Isn't that and, interesting? Like you see people like your friends or just people you run into, they have all this potential. You can see it all over them. Like they have all this potential that they could be something, but the fear freezes them. Like they don't, they, the fear, they start thinking about it over analytical about things yep. and then they just freeze and they just don't do it. 
Yeah. But you but you could see that like, yeah. boy, if you really took this risk, man, you could nail it. But I think they're smarter than us. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> it's like him looking at it going like, there's a high likelihood you fell. And For he sure. was right a lot of times, you know. And then and then I just happened to get it right one time. And so, um, you know, I, I, again, I, I, there's a freedom to being able to just exist in a world where you work w- for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I, just sure. not for me, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't go backwards and do it all, you know, join the Air Force. Yeah, but you want to work on planes now? No, like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, show up at 7 o'clock. I could be there, grab the toolbox, start working at seven. Driving 15. wrenches, yeah. 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 I was going to say, let's back up and say 35, 2015 here, starting over. Right. Like, you know, that, from that moment to today, right, you're the mayor of Campobello. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fun to like look back at like that guy, 2015, coming up here making a thousand bucks a month looking for a place to live, right? If you told him, "Hey, you're going to be the mayor of Campobello," you know, like, no way. Yeah, yeah. no way. <laughs> you know, some of the closest people to me, my mentors and things, that you know, they saw that and like, holy crap! Like this, this guy's the mayor now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> he's fooled a lot of people. But you know what? I had. Again, somebody saw something in me that maybe I didn't see. Right. Cornelius Huff, Mayor of Inman. He has been my mentor and he, you know, he's pushed me to be on council and then to run for mayor. And he was just like, Jason, you can do this. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I don't know the first thing about this. I know I know the, the government side as an employee, but I don't know the government side as being a politician. Like, yeah. right. I, I have no idea. Oh, you can do this, Jason. Don't oh you're you'll be good. I got you. Don't worry. What a great guy. Cornelius, what a fantastic guy. But he kind of pushed me to be on council. And then I kind of got my hands dirty a little bit to kind of figure out how it all goes. Yeah. And decided to run for mayor. And the reason being is I I don't ever plan on leaving Campobello. It's a great area, wonderful wonderful place to be. So, heck, if I'm going to live here, I'd like to have some decision-making. For sure. And how it ends up. Absolutely. Some city planning. Well, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, we were joking before about, like, creating plans and running business strategies and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you built a business, and now you're helping run, you know, a city. Like, it's, 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 it's you know what I mean? Like, it, that you earned the stripes. You know what I mean? And then you got forged in that fire moment of, like, make or break. Mm-hmm. And now it's benefiting a lot of people. You know what I mean? So right. that's, uh, that's powerful stuff, man. For sure, and there's a lot of details that probably go into it that a lot of people don't see from the civilian side. You have, yeah, it is a lot it's more than I anticipated for sure. Just like any, anything you go into, you just yeah. don't realize everything that comes with it. But um, it's definitely like a lot of planning um, and trying to figure out where you want to be in ten years, not yeah. not a month. Yeah, you know, um, and like again, Cornelius Huff and, and Inman, he he changed Inman big time, and it didn't happen in a month or, or a year. So it's, it's planning. Yeah. It, a lot of planning goes into it. So, yeah, no overnight city success. No, it's not. And a lot of, you know, you get you got to challenge the status quo. You know, I'm a I'm an out of the box thinker. Yeah, and that doesn't always go well with people, <laughs> especially probably in the political world, right? Right. I mean, yeah. and you're also in a, you know in a smaller town where people have done things this way for years and years and years yeah. and years, and um, they don't always love your ideas. Yeah, they won't they see things want, change, but they don't look necessarily love how you're going to do it. So. For sure, and a lot of people probably don't want to see people move into the area, right? Right, but they don't know the economic growth that that will come with it. But it's going to happen, though. I mean, yeah, you, you, there's no you want it or not. Yeah, yeah, you get to choose how it looks, or it it chooses its 
itself how it's going to look. And you I think it only benefits everybody in in the population in that city, right? Right, because, exactly. Because you know, it brings more jobs. It brings. I mean, I, I don't want it to look not good. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm planning Absolutely. on be there for a long time. I, I want it to look great. You know, Absolutely. I want it to be a great place for people to live. Yeah. Um, and enjoy, you know, your life and recreation. And um, there's some big things that are going to happen in the next five years in that area. So, so you, you married got kids yes and you're so you're balancing all those things like what does that look like on a daily basis i guess you got a full plate man full plate google calendar is wonderful (laughs) (laughs) share it with your wife if you haven't (laughs) (laughs) it it is quite a bit so you i I always keep that in my mind is you know people you see people who are very successful Mm -hmm. in business and maybe they're in the home life it's not because they they've poured everything into into being successful in business and then, you know, family life falls apart, divorces, you miss out on kids' events. And I think I've seen you running the roads to make all that happen, right. to make sure you have a good home life. Yeah. But if you don't have a good home life, you really are, your, your business is going to suffer. I think a lot of people don't realize that they get into business. But um, I have a fantastic wife, super supportive of everything I do, um, always there to, to kind of make sure I'm on the right track. So it's it's definitely a hard balance but you have to make time for those things because your business is there so you can live i'm not living to work right. um i want to make sure that that I'm, I'm making the memories with my kids they only grew up one time um so yeah that's that's really important to me really important but also want to have a successful business that balance is tough it is yeah, i don't know that there, i don't know that it exists yeah, we had a we had somebody tell us like don't look for balance look for harmony yeah. Mm-hmm. And even that stuff, you yeah. know. And uh, I mean, so, sometimes I just, you know, is it? I'm done. Yeah, it's time for family. I don't care if it all falls apart. If, if it, and, and if we take a vacation for three or four days and it all falls apart, then it really what wasn't. Was it? A, it really yeah. wasn't together to begin with, exactly. right? right? So, I mean, you could just get tunnel vision sometimes, but sometimes you just got to put your foot on the ground and say, "I'm done. It's time for family." Yeah. And I've done that, and and things are fine, you know. That's good, man. I just know that the politic piece is going to eat the evenings. You know what I mean? Like it does. That's the. I got council meeting tonight. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Like it's like trying to make an HOA meeting for me. I'm like, is right. that is that Tuesday? You know, right? And uh, so like I, you know, I don't know. I I, I admire you. Like I say, I, I see you. everything you got going on, and I'm like, man. And uh, trying to hold all that together and run a business because I know the stresses of that. Right. You know, and uh, especially one that you started. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. The details, I mean, some, I mean, they say the details are very important, but some details don't need your attention. I call them barking dogs. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to pay attention to every barking dog. You just don't. You focus on your what you've set in stone of this is what I'm going to do, and that's it. Focus and on I'm, the one that's not, coming after you. What's that? Focus on the one that's chasing after you. Right. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you don't want to be yeah. just tunnel vision where you don't listen to anybody. But there's a lot of barking dogs. You know, yeah. There's a lot of them. And if you give attention to every one of them, you, you, you'll never get there. You just For won't. Sure. So where where so from quarter quartermaster properties doing, you know, a thousand bucks a month. What, what are y'all looking like now? Like what's how many properties are y'all managing? So we're knocking on about two hundred properties. Nice. Um, and we don't take. We could be way more than that. Yeah. But we don't take just any property. We want the cream of the crop. Um, real nice, real nice homes. Because we want to provide real nice homes to our tenants. Yeah. Um, and that 
that kind of cuts down on a lot of other things like maintenance and For those sure. types of things. So we want really um, newer homes, maybe you know built after eighty, yeah, uh, nineteen ninety. Um, owners that are taking care of the property and not running their investment into the ground. Hundred percent. They're not like patching up moles places to get right. a tenant in there. I mean, it's an investment, and you should invest in it. For sure. Not invest in it once it's hit rock bottom. Yeah. You know, it needs a new roof. It's got mold issues. There's water pipes leaking. You got, I mean, we just, I'm not going to get into that nightmare. Yeah. You know, if you've run it to the ground that bad, um, when you get it all back into shape, let me know. <laughs> what, what all markets are you in? Are you only in the Greenville upstate area? Or? Greenville, Spartanburg, and still Charleston. Still, mm-hmm. I knew you guys still yep. had some roots in Charleston. So. Yep, still in Charleston. That's what, where it all began. So, and yeah. then like your your resale side, like what like you guys? Got, I mean, I was impressed. I came and did a a, a meeting over at you guys' right. office in Greer, and first of all, incredible property. Thank you. Um, and then you had a bunch of people there, man, like agents and buzzing. Like it was a, it was not like going to some brokerages. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It was it was, it was a element of excitement there. A lot of young bucks in there, like they're ready to you know get some stuff going. And mm-hmm. so, like from an agent's perspective, like how you know what. Where y'all are still growing in the resale sure. market, yep. so like, what? How many agents are you guys managing out of your? So we're, we're about six agents. I don't, um, I don't have any dreams of having two, three hundred agents. Mm-hmm. Quality versus quantity yeah. is kind of our, our theme across the board for our company. Um, but when you came over there, we had agents from other companies, right? And when I got my license, uh, Gwen Gray, who was my teacher, she's like, you know, there's plenty of business for everybody, and there is. So I don't have a problem at all bringing in agents to let them learn about Barno Company, right. um, let them know about uh, what rentals look like, what a good rental is and isn't. Right. Because eventually those clients that they're selling these homes to are going to come to us, and I don't want them to be disappointed like this agent said, you know, that you can get $2,000 a month for rent, and I'm looking at it like there's no way you're going to get 1600 Yeah. Right. Right. So I want to educate them as well. Um, and, and again, like I said, there's plenty, there's plenty of business for everybody. So I'm not like, not in the, I'll, I'll teach you and train you. Even if you're not part of the company, I'll, I'll, I'll give you information. That's, I'm totally fine with that. It helps everybody. And you guys are mainly in long-term rental, right? Not right. No, no short term, no short term yet. Uh, yeah. that's where I started, but that was, uh, it's a lot of hands-on. I don't think we're quite ready for that yet, but long, mostly long-term. 